Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary, it's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. It is indeed himself on a Tuesday, Tuesday, January 30th, 2024, coming to you from the card room on board the beautiful Oceana Insignia. We are at sea on our way to Papayette, that I believe might be the capital of uh, of uh, French Polynesia or wherever we're going. It's the South Pacific. Yesterday we were in Rangaroa, Range Rover, and I will tell you the water was very blue. Stayed on board. Many guests went over to Rangaroa. There's nothing there unless you snorkel. Many did. Many chartered boats and went further out to atolls where there's nothing atoll. That's why they're called atolls. There's nothing atoll at all there, but they went and they enjoyed it. By the way, welcome to the podcast. I am the podcaster, and you are the podcastee, and that is the official mascot of this uh, Tuesday morning train wreck. That is the Drake. We welcome you. If you're a first-time listener to the podcast, because I am pimping the podcast, I will tell you, though, I meet some people, I don't tell them about the podcast, because I know they aren't going to listen, and if they do, they're not going to listen for very long. I don't know if I told this story yesterday. I I was... uh, I was at dinner with guests and uh, nice people, but we're not on the same page when it comes to beliefs and things like that. And I didn't realize who they were, where they're from. And I was talking about one of our guests who has a book uh, that is coming out in October that he wrote a novel about when AI takes over the world. And it's really a good thing when AI takes over the world, according to the book. But the second book he's writing It turns out it's not such a good thing when AI took over the world. And I said, very much like voting for Biden. And uh, (laughs) it was a bad, it wasn't a good dinner after that. And I realized I shouldn't tell everybody about the the podcast. I don't want them to wake up in the morning, listen to me and be upset. We did hear yesterday that one of our acts will not make uh, the arrival in Papiete today. So we're down one show. So I am considering a fourth show. A four show to the same group of people. And that's why last night I started drinking early uh, to try to get that idea out of, out of my head. I was out at Waves Bar and some wonderful people that get together every day and watch the green flash, you know, when the sun goes down. And I watched it with them. And uh, I had a green flash. That's why we're a little late this morning getting started. But we're, we're here. We're here in the card room. It's dark. It is 4.36 my time. And look. Uh, listen to the energy that I have. Maybe the voice is a little Harvey Farsdean because it was a rough night, but the voice is going. By the way, the email here is uh, the Drake Podcast at gmail.com. The Drake Podcast at gmail.com. And thank you so much for all of the emails, the links, the stories. I'm actually getting to them one at a time in terms of thanking you personally, but I do appreciate it. Uh, let's say pray- prayers uh, for the military. We do it every day. We lost three three uh, members plus many injured on that uh, horrendous attack uh, on our base in Jordan, and Jordan is not is at war with anybody. Um, now we find out there was a, a 
miscommunication. There were one, two drones coming in. They thought they were both part of ours. I'm not, I'm not into that. Uh, we don't do politics. We just do prayers. So prayers for all of our military uh, because of the IBWJs, the Iranian-backed whack jobs. Uh, I saw this story yesterday afternoon. Denmark, I would imagine Denmark doesn't have a giant navy or a large navy or a lot of naval ships, but they have one, and they're sending it to the Red Sea. And they're joining the U.S.-led Operation Prosperity Guardian. They all have to have fancy names, all those things. And they're sending their frigate. It's the frigate Ivor Huitfeld. The Ivor Huitfeld. It was commissioned in 2011. And it's one of their three air defense frigates in the Danish Armed Forces. You know, you can be a, a lovely country like Denmark, um, when you don't have and, and enjoy a wonderful, almost socialist lifestyle, everybody has a wonderful lifestyle because they don't have to spend any money on defense. You've heard this conversation from people. We spend how much? And that's why we're leading the U.S.-led Operation Prosperity Guardian. And there are, you know, several countries involved, but it's the U.S. and the United Kingdom. Uh, Germany is now sending a couple of ships. Denmark will send a frigate. And according to the defense minister, uh, of Denmark, if there was one, I had no idea. You're learning something new every day. Did you know that in Denmark? They have a, I thought they had Danish. Uh, his name is Trolls Lund Poulsen, and he is the defense minister. And he said, as a maritime nation, Denmark has a responsibility to strengthen the maritime security. Yeah, they're getting the heat from, you know, shipping companies, maybe some based in Denmark going, hey, your job is to protect my stuff. So they're sending their frigate, the Ivor... Huitfeld, uh, to be part of it, and there you go. And according to the command, the vessel will have a self-defense and extended self-defense mandate, meaning the frigate and its crew. You know I put the story in just so I can say frigate a few times. Uh, and its crew can use force to protect themselves and nearby ships. They're there to protect commercial shipping. They're, they're, I'm sure they're, I didn't drill down into this. You could do it. Uh, there are Danish shipping companies Talking to trolls, Lund Polson, and saying, hey, Trund, or no, it's trolls. It's, it's uh, spelled T-R-O-E-L-S, trolls. Hey, trolls, what's up? Get some ships out there trolling. Don't we have any frigates? We got one. Can you send it? Send the Ivor Hoytfeld and get it the frigate out of here. There you go. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, I know what you're thinking. Don't drink before this thing. It was 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. I'm a lightweight. I can't do it like I used to. Uh, by the way, wash your hands, wash your bottle. I say it every day. I know this is boring and tedious, repetitive, and all those other big words, but the bottom line is anywhere you go into a supermarket, if they have sanitizers, use them. Use them. It Norovirus lives, lives, and it jumps around. It goes sometimes from Safeway to Ralph's. It moves around a little bit because you're carrying it on your hands and your body. So wash your hands and wash your bottle. Happy birthday. If today is your birthday, it was a very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? There were, nobody had a birthday uh, today worth playing their music anyway. Certainly not back to the 1700s, these composers. One person did, and... Part of a big band, well, they weren't a big band, just three guys. They were called Genesis. They sold over 100 million records. And, of course, he went out on his own. He's personally a mess now because of a spinal injury back in 2016. He can no longer play the drums, one of the finest ever to play a set of drums, um, and can barely walk now. And it's a sad situation. He's only two years older than me. 
but he's got a lot more money. Song that made no sense. Sold, I don't know how many. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, records. Very electronic, part of the 80s dance craze. Bill Collins. I did research this because I have zero life. And uh, Susu Studio, uh, he was just fooling around with a drum machine and and kind of lisping. And when Susu, and he put together Sue and put a little video in there. He had a Susu Studio and he sold, I don't know, 30 million records. That song there. I know that's not the kind of music I should be playing here for my demographic. But it woke me up after an afternoon watching the sun come down at Waves Bar on board the beautiful, stay on brand, Tommy, aboard the beautiful Oceana Insignia, uh, a ship that's one short of an entertainer now. One of our acts was supposed to come on today. You know how it works with World Cruises. Entertainers come and go, except me. I stay here, drives people crazy, uh, and one's not going to make it. So I have a choice now. Do I do a fourth show? Do I do a fourth show to the same people? It has gone so well. All three shows, well-received. Do I take a chance and step on stage for number four? Yesterday, after two Bacardi and Diet Cokes, I thought it was a great idea. At 3 o'clock this morning, I thought maybe we'll do Liars Club. That's what I'm thinking. All right. I know you don't want to hear this, but we have to do it. We all know the music. It is the saga of Boeing. If you've been with me in the past and listened to the podcast religiously, and most people, it is religious, they go, Jesus, why am I listening to this? Boeing, they're building the Max 7, part of a series of bad airlines, uh, bad, bad airplanes, and the Max 7 has a problem with the DI system. If you use it too long, it's possible, and this is only in theory, it's possible parts of the engine could come apart. So <clears throat> Boeing asked the FAA on the Max 7 to give it a waiver so they can still complete it and put it in the air, and they'll tell their pilots not to use it for more than five minutes. <laughs> this is the truth. You cannot make this up. Well, they just they just withdrew that request from uh, to the FAA because they woke up and said, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have doors flying off the 9. We have the 8 crash. Now we're going to ask for a safety waiver on the 7. Maybe that's a bad PR move. And actually, they were being pressured by Democratic Senator Tammy Duckworth of Illinois. She's the chair of the Senate Subcommittee on Aviation because I'm sure Tammy and her Duckworth. No, they know everything about aviation. Hey, there has to be a Senate meet, committee on anything. Anyway, she demanded the FAA not grant it and said, while Boeing never should have sought this exemption, I agree with Tammy. You go, Miss Tammy. And to put another new aircraft with a known safety defect in, man, are we piling on? Are we piling on now? And that's a Democrat. But then she's from Illinois. 
But even the uh, the representative from Washington, what is her name? She's down here, Senator Maria Cantwell. She serves as the Commerce Committee chair. She called Boeing's withdrawal good news. I call it common sense, guys. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to deliver the Max Seven with everything working. What is wrong with you people? In an interview with CBS News, Duckworth, and of course, you put this out to get on TV. You want you're running for re-election, I'm sure said the waiver request was an attempt to put profits over the safety of the flying public. Tammy is right. Miss Tammy, I'm with you. I'm on the same page. You can't do that. And uh, so <laughs> these poor guys, I mean, talk about piling on. Wait till you hear this. My friend Barbara sent me this. Kayak. You know Kayak, a flight. It's the flight aggregation website. That's what they wrote. I have no idea what that means. But you can go on Kayak and you can see all the flights at once. They have, they've had it now, they've, they've streamlined it or made it more efficient. You can actually go into Kayak, look for a flight somewhere, and make sure it's not on a Boeing Max 8 or Max 9. You can eliminate those flights. So for Alaska Air and United, that knocks them out of the water. American Airlines... They're flying Max 8s to to the Caribbean. You're not going to get, frankly, I'm going to go on kayak later today after I feel a little better and have a little bagel, a cup of coffee. Um, I'm going to see how you get to Barbados without flying on a Max 8. You will have to go from, uh, let's say, Orlando to uh, Newark and then Newark back on JetBlue. That's one way to get there. But they fly a lot of the Max 8s. But you can eliminate Max 8 or 9 and soon to be seven. If they get seven in the air, you can eliminate all those Boeing planes. You can make sure you're not on that plane. And I'm a chicken. I should have a sound effects, uh, sound effect for that. Uh, I'm looking to get out from under a flight from San Antonio on a Max on a Max Nine. I don't want to fly. I I know the safety record speaks for itself, except for the door and the loose bolts in the rudder and uh, some missing bolts on the wing. And some other odds and ends. It's a perfectly safe airplane. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really matter. You know what they say? Well, here's a quarter of someone who cares. Most people get on a plane they don't know. I've always, I always want to know what aircraft I'm on. I always click down. You can look at the details to see if I'm on an Airbus, if I'm on a, on a Dreamliner. If I'm an old beat up 757, the ones that Delta flies, those awful. Well, they're not. Yeah, they're awful. They're all. They're older, and then they put new seats in them and and spray it with Febreze and call that a plane. All right, this is under the heading of huh, huh. That's all. Huh. It's this. It's it's one of these. Explorer Journeys has announced an extension to its Wave Scene promotion. Everybody that listens, everybody in the travel business knows that in January is when they try to sell out the year. And there are all kinds of deals, and it's the wave season. Well, they've extended the wave season until the end of February. You're going to see this more and more. It's like everything else. Tradition doesn't matter. Traditionally, it was always in a, like a four-week window. Sell the hell out of it. Now it's going to be eight weeks. Then it'll be 12 weeks and drag it out. So that's okay. I mean, they want to extend it, fine. They're trying to fill one ship and and now another one on the way. It's not like they have, you know, thousands of beds to fill. But what I found weird is the there's a statement from the vice president of hotel operations. 
Normally, it's somebody in the sales department saying, we are so excited. We have done so well We are that we're going to continue. The travel planners have been so uh, happy with our promotion. We're continuing. That's normally what you have. Instead, the vice president of hotel operations, and this, I don't know who this is because the my friend, the one I knew, left the company. So this is somebody new at Explore Journeys with a different a title because um, I don't name my friend here, but when he left, he was the vice president of hotel and brand. Now it's hotel operations. A gentleman named, or, or I don't know, it could be in the middle, Corey, Corey Savas. And this is why I put it in. I'm not beating up on, on Explorer Journeys. I wish them luck. I know that they're trying to do things that the other cruise lines don't do because they don't work. And I know they don't want to be known as a cruise line. They're, they're, they're a different product. They're like Ritz and Region, uh, Ritz and uh, Four Seasons. Please don't call us a cruise line. You know, well, they're embarrassed to be a cruise ship, even though they have people on there cruising, eating, and drinking, just like a cruise ship. We won't get that's. But this is a statement. Explorer Journeys takes pride in cur- curating itineraries that feature off the beaten path. I haven't heard those words used in this business ever or, or in a long time, off the beaten path. And frankly, Rangaroa, which we are in yesterday, is a good example of off the beaten path, uh, as well as marquee ports. <clears throat> now, Papayete, not a marquee port, but that's okay. Uh, providing a unique blend of relaxation and exploration while allowing ease of access. Sounds like a colonoscopy. What's this guy talking about? Our European art of hospitality. Oh, boy, you know what that is, right? Five menus, no entertainment. That's their European art of hospitality. Is seamlessly integrated into each journey, allowing those traveling with us to experience the warmth and authentic charm of these diverse destinations in effortless luxury and comfort. The only thing in this this statement, anything interesting is this. They're saying they have a host to guest ratio now they're not crew in the business it's crew to guest it's crew to get been that way for 100 years crew to guest now it's host host to guest ratio of of 1 to 1.25 so here it's 1 to 1.5 on luxury pure luxury pure luxury region 7 seas uh crystal 1 to 1 so they're at 1 1.25 but because it's the european art of hospitality and warmth which you you know is there anybody more warmth than the i don't know where the crew is from actually so i mean the company's based in geneva switzerland so they have a bunch of um of, of curated itineraries including the nine night hawaii volcanoes <laughs> and ma- what is it with the well, volcanoes? We're in love with volcanoes now. And the magic of Kai Voyage. I know who Kai is. Kai could be the chef for all I know. Then they have the Nine Night No K Oi of Hawaii Voyage and some other ones here. I know. I'm not supposed to pick on them. Now, uh, but, you know, when you put out statements like that, and they haven't been in the news very often. You know, I talked about them early on, going back three months ago, four months ago. I was talking about Explorer Journeys every day. Because they had a press release every day. Where's that that guy, the the chairman of the the, the CEO, Michael somebody? He hasn't. He's been quiet. Been quiet. All right. I know what you're thinking. Why are you picking on him? I'm not. It's just when you put out statements like that, um, you know, off the beaten path, 
and, and words like allowing ease of access. I don't understand what that means. There are ports here, they're tendering. There's nothing easy about tendering for older demographic, but who knows? What do I know? What do I know? What do I know? I drink too much and I ramble on. All right, the heading is let's get them out of the water. I'm not talking about kids at the beach. Azamara has announced four dry docks. As you know, Azamara has four of the R ships. Oceana has four of the R ships. <clears throat> so they announced four dry docks in uh, dry docks in 2024. So I'm thinking, all right, they're going to do some refurb. That's why you put out a press release to, if you're doing a refurb, if you're buying some new furniture, redoing the carpet. But they're not. They're doing all technical work. They're just, uh, the dry docks will include hull cleaning and painting, underwater inspections, inspections of stabilizers, the rudders, the propellers, the bow thrusters. They're going to upgrade and renew some equipment and machinery, which is approaching its reliable lifespan. These ships are old. So they're doing a traditional dry dock. They're putting it in the water, cleaning the hull, and checking the nuts and the bolts. But they're not putting any money into the interior of the ship. So why would you put out a press release? Keep it to yourself. Don't admit you're not going to, you know, polish the place. You're just going to polish the hull. In 2024, the, you know, oh, they're also going to optimize the fuel efficiency of our vessels by modernizing large energy consumers such as propulsion by applying silicone paint to the hull. So they're going to paint the hull with a silicone paint so it goes through the water faster. Does any guest care other than Greta Thunberg? And she's coming up. Nobody. I know I sound like I'm just picking on people today, but they need some help from the guru. If I worked at Azamar, I would say, no, don't put that out. Why? Well, you're telling people we're not doing anything to the interior. We're just fixing the outside. You're supposed to fix the outside. Normal maintenance, especially when a ship is 23, 24 years old, they have to be maintained. They have to be taken care of. It's just like taking your car in for an oil change or dropping your wife off at the sauna or the spa. <laughs> That's the same thing. We have dry docks for women here. It's called the Aquamar Spa. That's where they go. <laughs> uh, here we go. Damned if you do. Back to the dark ages. And now LNG. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is bad, too. Figure it out. Where are we going with this? You know. I haven't played that in a while. Everybody. Save the world. No, that's not my key. All right, here's the deal. A lot of the new ships now are going to use LNG, liquid natural gas. It burns much cleaner and much, much better than bunker fuel or diesel. Well, now it turns out it releases methane gas, and, and methane gas is 80 times worse over 20 years than carbon dioxide. According to, and cruise ships like the Icon of the Seas, 
the icon of the seas, they're bad now because they use low-pressure dual-fuel engines that will leak methane into the atmosphere during the combustion process. It's known as the methane slip. And this is, uh, people aren't happy. Uh, according to Brian Comer, he's the director of the Marine Program at the International Council on Clean Transportation. He's, uh, he's an environmental policy think tank. We, we would estimate that using LNG as a marine fuel emits over 100%, 120% more life cycle greenhouse gas emissions than gas, marine gas oil. Well, make up your damn mind. We thought the other way was bad. Now we find out LNG isn't any good. You know, I think 60% of the new ships are all coming out with LNG. According to Anna Barford, uh, not Bar Barf, I'm just making it Barf. She's a Canada shipping campaigner, campaigner at Stand Earth. It's a nonprofit organization uh, noting uh, that the IMO last summer said its efforts to cut greenhouse gases and now include addressing methane emission. Oh, here it is. 54 ships on order are going to be LNG, and now LNG is no good. According to Nick Rose, he's the company vice president at Royal Caribbean of uh, Environmental, Social, and Government. Royal Caribbean will use different fuels as the market evolves. It has to do with, according to one of these uh, um, left-wing, sorry, uh, it's the... The engines they're using, um, the one that doesn't have methane slip is too tall. It wouldn't fit. It wouldn't fit into the ship properly, and that's why they went with a reduced version that will now offer methane slip. You know, when you have 10,000 people on a ship having Mexican food, you don't really have to worry about methane slip. I think you'll have some other issues. Another story here. Time for the rich to watch out for the planet, too. Figure it out. Time for the rich to watch out for the planet, too. You know what that's about, right? You can figure it out. It's about private jets. Climate activist Greta Thunberg, the 21-year-old hemorrhoid, joined a march in southern England on Saturday to protest the use of private jets and the expansion of an airport. Uh, it is the Farn the Farnborough Airport. They've asked to increase the number of flights from 50,000 to 70,000 a year. <laughs> I'm just busy. We have a private airport right across from where I live. I see the Disney execs coming in constantly. Private jets are coming in all the time. That's where they come into. They don't come into the Orlando airport because it's too much trouble for them. They just land and the car picks them up. You know, the limousine, there, there they go. Well, they want to reduce the number. They would like to eliminate private jets because they say the Average occupancy on a private jet coming into the Farnborough Airport is a two and a half people. I don't know who the other person, that small person is. Two and a half people per flight. And according to uh, Thunberg, it is clear that private jets are in incompatible with ensuring present, present and future living conditions on this planet. So nobody should fly private. Now, you thought when I said time for the rich to watch out, it was going to be about John Kerry. Uh, flying around the world to go to uh, climate conferences with a private jet spewing toxic fumes. No, it's Greta Thunberg. According to the airport, uh, well, uh, she says about the airport, the airport's environmental footprint. Oh, no, this is from the airport. The, the uh, airport's environmental footprint is a fraction of a traditional commercial airport, yet it serves as one of the largest employment sites in the region. 
and so basically, shut up, Greta. Now, here's the problem. Here is the problem. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. They want us to go back to the dark ages all the way around. You know, I don't I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I when I had that table um, the, uh, a couple nights ago, that person was telling me about the glaciers are uh, receding in Alaska. Well, it's been thousands and thousands of years. It started in the 1800s. They're still there, but it's increased now because of the way we live. Well, our economy, the world economy is based on airline travel. People have to go. They have to get from one place to the other. I don't know what the answer is. I'm just here to report it. I'm not intelligent enough to give the answer. But Greta Thunberg, she's 21 and people listen to her. Why? It's like AOC. Don't go there. AOC, I saw this headline, whether it's true or not a meme. AOC is on the uh, on, on the finance committee for the House of Representatives, and her credit score is 430. <laughs> really? Her credit score is like 430. She's got credit card debt on the wazoo, but she's on the finance committee because she understands how to handle money. Hutzba, baby. Hutzba, you know that, right? 1,800 of your closest friends. Put that together. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Royal Caribbean's new perfect day at Coco Cay Hideaway Beach. You know, I've talked about this in the past. The NCL private island is next to the Royal Caribbean private island. Not uh, not connected, but next to. And, of course, NCL was first. Canute Cluster did it first a long time ago. And now Royal Caribbean, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, copy cat business they have one but theirs is much smaller i don't know how many acres it's like 10 acres and the ncl island is like 10 times that and we go there with an our ship there's just 640 of us plus crew it is so peaceful so quiet and coco k will have two big uh royal caribbean ships now i think they'll only allow the icon to come in alone but they built an all adult all party all day private part of the island and it's called, uh, uh, did they give it a name? The Hideaway Beach. And it costs, depending on the time of the year, anywhere from $39 to $89 to get to this part of the beach. All adults, all day. They're, they're saying it's like Las Vegas. Uh, uh, you know, on, on the, it's a Vegas beach club experience for those 18 and older. And it will hold up to 1,800 people. 1,800 people, five bars. Not that big a beach. They'll, you know, the food comes. Uh, on-site purchases are available on a first-come, first-served basis. Um, you have to really book it ahead of time before you even get on the ship. Hutzpah. You know, the private island used to be the old private island, NCL. We used to go there. It was an old-fashioned beach barbecue. Nothing fancy about it. There was some three guys banging on a steel drum, and you, you laid on the beach, and you went up and had lunch. And that was it. There was no cover charge. There was no, it's just a quiet day on the beach, private, wonderful. Still is, still is with the one they have now. Um, but this is going to be no, uh, madness. If I'm running Royal Caribbean, I limit it to like 400 people and charge more money. So you can just go there and have peace and quiet. But maybe I'm old and cranky. Maybe being in a beach party with 1,800 people trying to get a hamburger, trying to get a drink, five bars, five bars. I mean, if, if there's if there's four bartender, four bartenders on five bars, that's 20 people trying to pour drinks for 1,800 people. 
Do the math. Uh-uh. Not going to work. Not going to work. That's just my opinion. But you know what they would tell me at Royal Caribbean? They would tell me this. Well, here's a quarter of someone who cares. Thank you. But here, here's what I believe. I still haven't fixed that. I love that tune, though, don't you? You see, I have this thing called the Stream Deck, and on the Stream Deck, there are buttons. There's a total of 15 buttons. When I push a button, a sound effect comes out. And if you if you program it correctly, you don't hear the Leonard Skinner every time I hit the button for Believe. You don't need to know that. You know, I wonder what time it is. I wonder how long I've been rambling on. Oh, my goodness. I've been talking for 30 minutes when I didn't think I had a podcast. When I woke up at 3 o'clock this morning, I had not prepared anything. And now at 5.04, I've already given you 30 minutes of information that you wish you'd never heard before in your life. We'll close out with this because I didn't know this, and I love saying I didn't know it. Princess Cruises is looking to sublease some of its 300,000-square-foot headquarters in Santa Clarita. They're located in California, obviously, in Santa Clarita. And uh, there's a couple of things at play here. Number one, after the pandemic, many people decided to work remotely. So they're not in the office because there are many jobs that can be done that you don't have to really interact with anybody. And then I found out that Princess has always had offices uh, in Port Everglades for decades. And that's where the president of the company works. I didn't know this. The, the president of the company, John Padgett, the chief commercial officer, Terry Thornton, and the chief marketing officer, Jim Barrow, they're all based in Florida. <laughs> well, why would that be? Well, number one, how much money are they saving by living in Florida and not paying the obscene uh, property tax in California and the ridiculous income tax in property in California and the price of gasoline in California and the list goes on and on. So I read, I read between the lines here and wonder if eventually they're going to be based in Florida because they've always been in California because of the previous... Uh, uh, ownership before Carnival acquired it. And you just wonder, Florida makes a lot of sense, although they're big on the Mexican Riviera in Alaska, but Florida makes more sense. It's, you know, Carnival Corporation is there. And um, I don't know, we'll see. But I was really surprised to read this, that the boss, his office is in Fort Lauderdale. And the second boss is in Fort Lauderdale. And the guy that's in charge of marketing the company. And those are the three people that have meetings and talk about how to take it to the next step. And they're taking it to the next step from a place where they don't pay a state income tax. And you got a mansion for half the price of California. Interesting. All podcasts should end with something interesting. Many of you are going, no, they should just end all podcasts should have ended five minutes ago. Hey, give me credit. 5.07 in the morning, energy level up. I'm almost making sense. Beautiful morning. Thanks to everybody for the links and the stories. Barbara and number one stringer, Len, Ed. Oh, the list goes on and on. I have a lot of stories for tomorrow. But I needed to get Boeing in there. Plus, I wanted to say Tammy Duckworth. And you know, how many times did I say frigate? I'm a child. We should rename this podcast Tom Drake's Childish Daily Cruise and Travel News Podcast Monday through Friday. Brought to you by Georgia Mountain Cabin Rentals and the Snood Factory, www.thesnoodfactory.com. I am going to go ashore today in Papiete. The waterfront here isn't bad. 
So I'll take a walk. And uh, it is French Polynesia, so everyone speaks French. And uh, very few people won't really speak English. It's okay. I'm not going to do anything. Not going to have lunch. I'm just going to walk the waterfront, get some fresh air. Wonder why I drink rum. It's the work of the devil. But I'm Irish. Genetic mistake. It happens. I'll also wonder whether I'll do that fourth show. It's a bit of a challenge. It will be because I don't have any material left. If I do a fourth show, it's going to be new material. Risky. It'll sound like one of my podcasts. <laughs> I'm sitting in the card room talking to myself. I have to seek help. You have a good Tuesday. Tomorrow it's hump day, so get ready to hump it. And I'll talk to you then. You can be quiet. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.